You are listening to the weekly sermon from the Canton United Methodist Church in Canton, South Dakota. We're a church that strives to make disciples of Jesus Christ who make a difference. To learn more, visit us at cantonsdumc.org. And now, here's Pastor Clay. Hey friends, Pastor Clay here. This week I was invited back to preach at the church where my ministry career started. From 2012 to 2015, I served as the associate pastor at Brookings First United Methodist Church. And when Pastor Pete Grassow called me a few months ago to see if I would preach this Sunday, I was honored to say yes. While I was in Brookings, Eric and Jenna Stearns led the Canton United Methodist Church in a hymn sing based on the Apostles' Creed. Since there was no sermon in Canton, here's the sermon that I shared in Brookings. Let's now quiet our hearts and give our attention to God's Word. Our scripture this morning does indeed come to us from the Gospel of Luke in chapter 17. I'm going to be reading uh, verses, um, verses 11 through 19. And this is the New Revised Standard Version. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out to him, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And they went and were made clean. Then one of them, who when he saw when he was healed, turned back and praised God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give thanks to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Holy and gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be holy and acceptable to you. For you, O God, are our rock, and you are our Redeemer. And we give you thanks for who you are as we say together, Amen. So in a lot of awesome and helpful ways... I am my father's child. I cannot count to you the number of times I have opened my mouth through the years and my father has come out. And by the way, that has not gotten better now that I myself am a father. In fact, it has gotten worse. But one of the less awesome and less helpful ways that I am like my father is that I have inherited his utter disdain for backtracking while traveling. I'm the same way. It's really annoying. I hate that I do it, but I can't not do it. When I was a kid growing up, my father would take my sister and I out to the Black Hills for a few days of hiking and exploring, leaving my mother at home for a few days of peace and quiet by herself. All the moms say, thank be to God, right? Yeah. And if we went out to the Black Hills taking I-90, there was absolutely no chance we were taking I-90 to come home back to Gregory, South Dakota. It wasn't going to happen. If my dad could pick a different route, he would. 
And if he could not pick a different route, he would point out that he would like to be on a different route, or he would be picking out all the reasons why he took this, this route, even though it was the same route he started with. And now that we live in Canton, there are three ways to get from Gregory, South Dakota to Canton, South Dakota. You can either take Highway 18 or you can take Highway 46 or Highway 44. And my dad chooses all of them. Whatever one suits his fancy, whatever whim he's on, that's the route that he takes. I don't know if you all remember this. Some of you might not because you weren't here. Um, but my first year of serving here as, I, as the associate pastor was actually my last year of seminary. And so Lindsay and I lived in Sioux Falls and I commuted up to Brookings. And despite what Google Maps tried to tell me when I made that slide, I found three different ways to get from Sioux Falls to Brookings. And just like my dad, I would pick all of them. You can either take highway, old Highway 77, you can take Highway 115, you can take I-29. I I've even found a couple of different back roads on gravel because I'm an old farm kid um, that would get me from Sioux Falls to Brookings. But here's the deal. Maybe backtracking is not as bad as my dad and I think it is. In fact, there have been times when backtracking or my desire to not backtrack has gotten me into trouble while traveling. If you want to know more, ask me about a trip to Pier from going from Gregory to Pier back when I was in college. Have you ever heard your GPS um, give you uh, really, really rude instructions? Because I have. Backtracking may not be the worst thing in the world. In fact, sometimes it can even be a good thing. If we know the route we want to take, why change? If we take a route a lot, enough times, we can get used to the landmarks along the way. We can even see how things grow and change over time. And if we let it, if we let it, Backtracking can even show us a more meaningful way forward. When we catch up with Jesus and the 12 disciples, they are on a road trip. And they are in a season of backtracking. They're in a season of Jesus' ministry where he is going from north to south all across Israel on his way to the conclusion of his life in Jerusalem. And he enters a region between Samaria and Galilee. And there in that region, ten lepers approach him in a loud voice, yelling in unison, Lord, mercy, or Lord, Master, have mercy on us. See, these ten lepers are desperate for healing. And by this time in Jesus' ministry, they have heard some rumblings about who Jesus is. But as unclean people, they know that they cannot just run up to Jesus. They can't just run up to anybody. See, in Jesus' day, being diagnosed with leprosy was an isolating experience. They are cut off from their communities so that they don't infect others. They are barred from polite company 
And if someone were to happen to get a little bit too close to them, they were legally required to declare themselves. To say, hey, stop, unclean, unclean, unclean. You can't come closer, unclean. And I just got to think that after a while, that would get really old. I just got to think that after a while, that would grate on a person. And I like how Jesus, how how it says it in the gospel, Jesus sees them. Jesus sees them. Yes, that's like a literal thing of Jesus actually looking at them and seeing them, but I think it's even bigger. Jesus sees them. They see, Jesus sees how tired they are of living in this condition. Jesus sees how tired they are of having this, this, this affliction. Jesus sees them and is merciful to them and then gives them a request that is just odd to our modern ears. Go show yourselves to the priests. And I don't know if you're thinking what I was thinking earlier this week. What could a priest possibly do? If this was me, I'm thinking send them to a clinic. Send them to an urgent care. Send them to an apothecary. Send them to some kind of medical professional. But there's something bigger going on. In the time of Jesus, a leper that was fortunate enough to be healed had to show himself to the priest because only a priest could certify that they were truly clean and able to return to their community. By telling these lepers to show themselves to the priest, Jesus is performing an even bigger healing than we first think. Because not only is Jesus healing these ten lepers from their physical afflictions, which, by the way, would have been enough. Jesus is also healing them from their societal breakdown and even their spiritual breakdown. Because of the healing that Jesus is offering these ten lepers, their entire lives are being made whole again. Do you sense that something is going on here? Because something is going on here. Something is going on here that is wonderful and mysterious and just simply teeming with the power of God. As these lepers are following Jesus' instructions on their way to the priest, but very important, before they arrive at the priests, they're made clean They're made well. They're made whole. And upon noticing their change in status, one of them turns on his heels and races back to Jesus and praises the Lord with a loud voice. He expresses his thanksgiving in a way that can only be called profusely. Do you see what he did? 
he backtracked. He came back to the source of his true healing, namely Jesus the Christ. He doesn't go to the priest. He doesn't even go to his makeshift community of other lepers. He takes the time to express his gratitude at the feet of Jesus. One in ten of these lepers backtracks. One of them returns to Jesus to count his blessings. One in ten goes to give thanks. And you know what? Jesus notices. Because Jesus says, weren't there more of you earlier? There were ten, right? There were more of you earlier, but only one of you has found your way back. Rather than expecting more, rather than being disgruntled by his, you know, less than great return on investment, rather than being disgruntled that it is just the Samaritan, the equivalency of the gag gift in Hebrew minds, Jesus says to that leper, go, for your faith has made you well. This is the glory and the grace of Jesus Christ on display. Because Jesus doesn't pick and choose who he's going to heal. He just extends grace and healing to those who show up. These ten lepers showed up. These ten lepers spoke up. These ten lepers then walked forward healed. Did you catch it? These ten lepers, all of them, all ten of them, even the nine that didn't return to give thanks, they are just as healed as the one that did. By all accounts, they went and showed themselves to the priests. They went and had their healing affirmed. They went on to live the fullness of life that Jesus intended for them. But no matter what, there would always be something missing. The fullness of the lesson and the depth of the healing will always be lost on those other nine lepers. Only the tenth leper fully understands the impact that Jesus had on their lives. And what I find so interesting is that something that my dad and I find simply unthinkable is the point of the whole story. This tenth leper walks a gratitude path back to Jesus. This tenth leper walks back to Jesus to kneel at his feet and to rightly worship. And isn't that how it should be in our lives as well? Isn't that how it should be in our lives as well? In his book, The Gratitude Path, Kent Millard says something that we all know to be true. Everything we are and everything we have is a gift to us from the hand of a generous God. Everything we are and everything we have is a gift to us from the hand of a generous God. 
And in recognition, our own gratitude path should lead us back to Jesus. All of this leads me to ask this question. What have we missed out on? Because we are more like the nine lepers than we are like the tenth. What have we missed out on because we are more like the ninth leper than we are the tenth? I don't know about you, but the way my life works is that life propels me from one event to the next. And if there are no interruptions and no complications along the way, I just move to the next event without even thinking about it. What do we miss out on? Because that's the way life works. How often do we really take the time to express our thankfulness to God? And like, yeah, sure, we give it a little bit of lip service every now and then, but how often do we really, and I mean really, notice all the good that is happening around us? In these weeks leading to Thanksgiving, dear friends in Christ, let us forgo new roads. Let us walk our own gratitude path that leads us to do the unthinkable. Backtrack. Backtrack. It's okay to go back the same way that you went. Turn back to Jesus and give thanks and live in the light of his generosity. Because who knows what meaningful way forward we will find when we do. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon from the Canton United Methodist Church. Join us in person or online at 10 o'clock every Sunday morning for worship. And now go in peace and serve the Lord. I want to encourage you after the message to head over to our YouTube channel and click the subscribe button. Over on YouTube, you will find videos of our entire worship service, a video cast of our weekly Cut for Time conversation with Pastor Clay and Eric, songs from our praise band One Way Up, and a bunch of other great things as well. Just search for Canton United Methodist Church. It would mean a lot to have you subscribe.